This episode of At Scramblin' University brought to you by Cannabinoid Natural Foods. Live naturally. All of our products can be found at www.cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com. Easy checkout, super great products, no artificial dyes or fragrances. All CBD and CBD is derived from USDA certified organic hemp. Feel comfortable, great products made for real people. Enjoy. Now, on with our episode. What is that scrambling up to today? Down on Colonel Corbin, where he shuddered in the puddles and the mud. Ah! Welcome to Monday! All right, let's get the show on the road. Woo! All right. Well, been scrambling around this morning trying to get ready. Uh, I had, um, yeah, I had no cards. Bah, no idea where they are. Like everything, Sunday happened and life happened. Then, ah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, been an interesting week. It's been a great week. Uh, hopefully, all of you who have watched previous episodes, uh, oh, here, let's turn this on. Uh, there we go. Now I might have less shadow. Uh, hopefully, you guys paid attention. Pop the dip. Buy the motherfucking dip. Buy the dip. So, let's think about ways to cost average ourselves into Bitcoin. Well, okay. Not Bitcoin. Think of it as anything. Purple elephants. <laughs> you decided that was going to be your retirement. Or land, or boats, or <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, there we go. I haven't got a cup of coffee down me either. So, <laughs> it'll speed up as we go. <laughs> uh, okay. So, you want to store your life value in something that isn't going to go down <laughs> against everything else. You need to store it in something that's going to at least stay even with everything else. So as you go to sit in your hammock, what you squirreled away isn't worth less when you go to grab some value out of your stash. So, if you think about how are you going to get money into your stash or value or your labor, how will you how will you put aside the work or value you created today to spend tomorrow? <coughs> to use that, you have to use something. So you put it in a long-term something that will stay there so you can go grab it later. So let's get to our market indexes. That's the way to go. Um, okay, here, I'm going to do a little, uh, move myself over to do the share screen thing. Um, yeah, yeah, let's go check this out. And let's see, share screen. Oh, what do we want to do? I want to show you indexes. Share. Boom. Okay, so today, 
Ether is 13.9 to 1 against Bitcoin. Bitcoin Cash is 132 to 1 against Bitcoin. Litecoin, 334 to 1. And Dash is 394 to 1. So, if you were to take Ether or Bitcoin or Litecoin or Dash as payment for something, if you wanted to buy a whole Bitcoin, that's how many you would have to save up to transfer your value or your energy into a long-term asset, right? Same as I could I could say uh, uh, one acre lot in Washington State right now is XXX Ether. So let's uh, farm truck index. So crypto in our real life. Oh, look at that. I could trade one Bitcoin straight across for a 2022 base model Ford F-150. Or I could trade 13 and a half Ether. I could trade about 127 Bitcoin cash, 223 Litecoin or 380 Dash. If I wanted uh, if I wanted a new farm truck, keep this place rolling. Let's see. What about grass-fed beef? What's something I use every day? Okay, so I want a pound of grass-fed beef. Well, it's looking like I got to give up two one-thousandths of an Ether, two one-hundredths of a Bitcoin cash, six one-hundredths of a Litecoin, seven one-hundredths of a Dash, or around 17 and a half thousand Satoshis. And if I remember last week, grass-fed beef was going to cost us 20,000 Satoshis. Looks like that's on sale. Or getting stronger, right? Less Satoshi, 3,000 less Satoshis to buy that beef. Buy that beef. Uh, okay, stop sharing. Let's see if this brings my screen back. Nope. <laughs> uh, left me where I left off. Okay, here, here. Pump up the comments. Uh, get that running. Get some tech going. Hey, Corey, can you hear the music at all? I put my speaker in a different place and I turned it up a little bit. I'm trying to have it play continuously in the background, but I keep they keep filtering it out thinking it's background noise. I'll figure out how to just pipe that stuff into the stream. Corey out there is with the Lots Project. Uh, if you guys haven't signed up on their YouTube channel yet, they're at like 497 people or some shit like that. Uh, they were like 475 over the weekend, so they're running a 500 contest. Like, get to 500, right? Get synced with Odyssey much easier without having to do them manually. Oh, thank you for the music feedback. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Lots Project on YouTube. Go subscribe. Great videos. Baby Walter and company. I love that, like, super slow-mo cheek thing today. If you want to see a St. Bernard and a Great Dane and, oh fun giant dogs go check that stuff out oh. <laughs> oh the studio it's always cold out here that's why i always have multi-layers uh i guess i just gotta get up earlier and come turn the heaters on or not be a dummy and put them on uh, <laughs> put them on timers although i hate timers they always break they always break and when they're hooked into things that make hot yeah it's a little dangerous same thing up there hooked into say like 1200 watt lights oh okay so 
I had told Anthony Samaroff that I was going to record his book, uh, Universal Income, uh, uh, Universal Basic Income For and Against, at Squatch last spring. I knew I had to get the studio built, learn how to do some audio video shit and all that. So, uh, Anthony, if you're out in the electronic universe, I'm starting on this today. As soon as this episode's done, I'm sitting down, gonna bang out a chapter or two. Uh, I had to figure out how to get the audio files ripped out and all that, and then a place where you could have them or host them or whatever. So, technical bullshit done. <laughs> Onward with the project. It's so funny. My timing so sucks. I know I'm gonna get shit done, and uh, it's it's hilarious. So, uh, Mark, my attorney buddy, who was on uh, a few weeks ago for our Wednesday guest, the one question he always asks me when I start telling him the shit I'm gonna do is, "So, when do you think you're gonna get that done by?" Oh, it's infuriating. <laughs> Because then, I hear myself telling it back to him as it gets further and further and further from when I told him it was going to be. Oh, too funny. Too funny. Welcome to Monday. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, hmm. Sorry for those of you on the audio track taking bong rips. Uh always get better Monday stories when Professor Brian is in the house with some bong ribs. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Mark asking me how long shit takes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, I knew I had to build the studio, learn how to do all this stuff. So, anyway, Anthony, I'm starting to get on it. And I think what I'm going to do is stick the files up on, uh, I don't know, some drive. And I'll start sending them to your email. And since you said I could do it, and it's an open, open source project, uh, maybe I'm going to stick them up on my website too or something. I don't know about file serving and all that bullshit and what if people start grabbing big things if it's going to kill me. So maybe not, maybe so. Check back. <laughs> oh, that's all I can say. <coughs> that's all I can say. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, my hat just reminded me. That's why I threw it on. Um, so... As part of uh, the ongoing project of ever-expanding sources of income and trying to help people do stuff, Um, yeah, I was thinking about that this weekend. The interesting thing is the only way to honestly earn money is to provide value to people, like actual value. Something they want or need to them in an exchange of some type, right? Oh my gosh, I got thinking about all the crazy, like, if you really think about it, sit down, smoke a joint, sit around a campfire, turn that fucking TV off, think, is the thing that you're doing currently... Actually, providing value to other people that want it or need it. Right? I would say those funds are honestly acquired. Now, the hard part. 
think about if you're not providing value that someone wants or needs voluntarily, what are you doing? Right? Uh, ha, oh, no, don't call me 800 number. <laughs> Back to fish. Okay. So if you if you are not providing a good or service to somebody in, in a voluntary exchange, what are you doing? Seems like it would be service to oppression. Right? If your job is to count the widgets, not for your team to get more efficient at creating widgets, if your job is to count the widgets, to report to the man with the gun to the back of your boss's head who wants money and he wants to make sure your boss is giving him the right amount of money right so you getting that report out to the guy with the gun well you're giving it to the guy with the gun to his head right so he can give it to the guy with the gun to get him off his back. So, if you're the one compiling the report in the active hostility of a theft, are you any less complicit than the guy holding the actual gun? Now remember, behind the guy holding the gun is people who are putting their kids through college because they're guarding the guy with the gun to his head after he gets thrown in the cage if your report's not right. Right? And then the guy that gets paid to put the guy in the cage and watch him all day, someone's doing accounting for him too. So, Again, if you aren't doing something to serve other free humans for something they want or need, you have to kind of think about the two paths. You're either on the path of controlling and dictating and oppressing humans in general, or you're on the path of serving humans voluntarily. So, all economics starts there. Econ 101. That's the beginning. You can't understand economics if you don't, you have to understand market forces, right? What is the market force? What am I doing? What's behind the thing? It's funny because all of the other sciences think about economists as being a bullshit science, right? That's why it is a, how does that go? Uh, economics degree is a B, uh, whatever. Anyway, it's not a bachelor of science. Yeah, it's a BA, not a BS. All the other sciences yank on economics because at the end of the day, 
it all comes down to meh, uh, uh, ghost in the machine. Oh. As you, as you look into systems further and further and further, they always break down because humans are involved. Free choice, non-rational actors, all kinds of craziness. But Econ 101, before you can even get to all that, you have to have like at the front of the very first textbook, uh, you have to make these assumptions to go forward, right? And their assumptions are like perfect information, free flow, all kinds of bullshit that doesn't exist. So then all the math is built on all this stuff that's not real. But it, the funny thing is, the physicists lobbing grenades at the economists for having to make assumptions and adjustments, right? When you were dealing with sloppy physics, right? Because back when us apes could only measure to certain amounts of, of preciseness, well, their equations broke down too. And now that we can get more precise and more precise and more fine-tuned, their equations are breaking down faster than they know it. So they have the same bullshit in their disciplines, right? That you have to read at the very beginning that say you have to assume X, Y, and Z. Like uh, uh, for chemists, it's STP, standard temperature and pressure, right? All equations are at STP. Well, probably no like real chemistry in real life is going to be at STP because you're not just happen to be at ocean level. Uh, so, right? And then splits off, goes to the machine. So you have to understand. It's it's easier to see it in economics because it's right on the top. Because in everything we always talk about the way it affects humans. Everybody reflects shit back to themselves, right? Instead of reflecting it to itself, uh, it's always back to the human, then back to the thing. Ha! Which my Bitcoin index, right? Got around that. Bitcoin to Ether, Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash. Not back to the humans. So. Yay! I get to use my whiteboard. Ha! And my TV producing buddy said, "Don't turn your back." But what the fuck? I'm a professor. I'm gonna write on the board. Oh, where are my crayons? Let's try brown. Okay, for those of you on the audio only, I'm just drawing a giant L on the board. It's not really a L. It's a graph. Two-dimensional. Doesn't graphs in economics are always talking about a snapshot of a thing, a, a point in time, one second. They can never represent an ongoing system, so they're always wrong all the time. You got to start there. Okay. The up and down, tall part of the L, the left one, right? That's price. The bottom one is quantity. When you're looking at all econ graphs, that's just how it goes. Uh, okay, let's see if we can use some meaningful colors here. Uh, um, okay, okay. Here we'll go price. Uh, we'll go pricing green. 
and we'll go, uh, let's see, quantity's real shit. Uh, how about purple for purple berries? Okay. All econ graphs are basically derivations of this kind of same thing. And there's, you could, <laughs> I could bet you I could run a whole season just on that one graph. Uh, okay, okay. Um, your price side and your quantity side, right? Did uh, your so your green one is your demand. Usually marked by a little D on economic charts. Uh, your purple one over here, right? Is your supply. Okay. Now there's some basic stuff here. Demand. That is there's demand. The meaning the demand of the market. This is at this price. You go across, right? Market demands that quantity. At this price, market demands that quantity. Just going across. This, you know, basically shoot off the price lines, go across till you hit the bar, drop down, see how much quantity, or go up from the quantity, zip across to the price. Up and down the entire curve. That's a demand line. Then there's quantity demanded, right? That is a specific at a price. What is the corresponding quantity demanded? And then the Chrissy Cross point, right? The equilibrium where they match demand and supply. So supply line works the same exact way, right? That, that, uh, ooh, ah, oh, uh, oops, oops, got this exactly backwards. Ha, ah, for those of you on the, on the audio only, it doesn't matter. Uh, at high prices, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no, that's right. Uh, oh, no, low price. Let's Low price. Low price. So far. Okay. So basically, right at lower prices, uh, the lower uh, at a at a lower price. As you go lower in price, more of a thing's demanded, right? You, you can look at all these graphs from supply side, from the people who make this stuff side, or from the demand side, the people that want the stuff side. It gets you, well, it's, there's so many things. Uh, so every policy, every policy of everything, can really 
can explain, right? If you're talking just okay, let's draw a demand curve. So that's just just demand for this is interesting too. For what? So that's about a forty-five degree thing, right? At a super super high price, say ten. Ten whatever, right? At ten, you want one of them. If it costs one, you want ten of them, right? It's a perfectly even demand curve. At price of five, you want five. Price of ten, you want one. Price of one, you want ten, right? Super, super average. Well. What about、uh, there's there so you have in inelasticity or elasticity. So it could be that the thing is so important that no matter what, no matter what, you're gonna if you don't have it, you're gonna almost die or life's gonna be bad or you won't be comfortable. So、uh, let's see. So that would be. Right, a way, a way less slopey line. At almost every price, you want near about the same because you gotta have it, right? Now think about,、uh, let's see,、uh, you could go really steep. What about?、Uh, Right at a high at a at a.、Ah. Anyway, steeper curve for things that you they that like you don't care. You're gonna get ah ah exactly backwards. Steep curves are inelastic, right? At almost at almost any price, you want about the same quantity. In elastic supply, low slope curves, little changes in price make huge changes in quantity. So it helps when you start to think about things,、uh, pricing model wise. Like, how should I price my new item that I'm making in my garage? Right? Is it a want? Is it a need?、Uh, is it something people like have to have, or is it a want to have? Right? And then there's your price, right? Which is a mac, which is a micro, micro, and your niche against other people's niches. Which are micro, micro, micros, and then there's the market. That's why there's a whole curve. Okay, so okay. So if you're a supplier of a thing, 
say, uh, I'm going to say this is standard demand. We won't move that one. So say you supply things like, oh, Airbnb rooms. You're trying to like give people a break, let them have a place to stay. Expand the number of hotel rooms or places to stay, not in your car. Expand it, right? Uh, spread out the availability of rooms. So, if right, if we push out the supply line and make more stuff. Uh, do you question, uh, more stuff, more stuff. Yeah, you can't go past zero. Um, but yeah, it changes. It pushes the line over, right? And at, at lower price. By making more stuff, putting more supply into the system, right? You have more stuff. get more stuff in the system at a lower price. So, what happens when the hotel groups get pissed off and go yell at their local bought and paid for street whores who write some shit down on a piece of paper that says, Everybody that's not at least a three-story hotel has to pay an extra 20% on every room they rent. So they jam that onto the Airbnb fees, right? So the supply line, the cost of that service just went up 20%, right? So it's tacked on to the price of the good, which is the room price goes up, slope of line doesn't change, oh, what happened because the hotel guys went and ran to the people that write shit on paper and then enforce it, uh, let's see here, oh, looks like the price of rooms went up, oh, and the quantity of rooms available at any price went down. So, as soon as people manipulate a market and add, oh, it's just a just a little rule, just a little rule change, you know. You can only use blah, 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 whatever, whatever rule, right? Increase the cost of the business. Or it might be a license or a fee or a tax or whatever. Increase the cost, increase the cost of the good. Bumps the supply curve upward. 
Stuff has to cost more, and you get less of it. That's why. Yeah, you can you can do the same thing in labor markets too, right? Union can go in and demand that everybody gets a raise, right? So by collectively bargaining and pushing up the price, you are decreasing the amount of jobs available. It's a it, it it's just. It, it just happens. People that are involved in the middle of things only look at their side of the curve and don't look at how it affects the system. Right? You push the cost of labor up. You push the cost of goods up. You ensure there will be less goods. Then there's yeah, it just it's bad. Manipulation into systems without thinking about what you're manipulating and the downstream effects—it's it, all—it's all trying to get you to not see how the sticking the fingers in the pie are are not. It's economics is so simple. You just stop and think about it. That's they have right. People are super easy to manipulate. <clears throat> Doesn't the okay? Here we go. We got we got a、uh, oh. It's not going on the screen. Okay, here let's see. Oh, there we go. Doesn't the destruction of jobs also create a market for new jobs, though? The destruction of jobs, right? The, I was funny. I was talking to a guy that ran、uh, CNC Press,、um, and he was like, "Man, like really thinking about it." He's like, "We've been doubling up on like how much work I throughput and how many other guys like work in my general area is going down." And he could do the math pretty simply. He thought in the last fifteen years he was probably a thousand percent more efficient. Sounds about right. Fifty percent a year, some doublings. So, yeah, the tech has been coming in already, being absorbed, right? And there's not as many. Not as many of those kind of jobs to do, so they've all been going down, which should lead to lower wages. More people around that need to do jobs.、Uh, that's why it's so wackadoodle right now.、Uh, they had to force the minimum wages up, right? To like, what is it now? I think Seattle's like.、Uh, I think SeaTac just went to seventeen.、Uh, Which is really thirty. When it's all said and done, when you're actually cutting the check for the employee, and you can't hire somebody unless they can bring in at least thirty dollars an hour. So if you need to hire a cook and a prep cook and someone to run the front, if you're not bringing in three hundred bucks an hour, 
after food, you're not even you're not even you're not even paying for rent. Like so, what? Some little shop with three people running in SeaTac now has to be doing uh, what eight hour day through twenty four hundred dollars a day, um, or they can't keep their doors open. Just barely, maybe even break even. Uh, yikes. Uh, so yeah, so that is uh, the market is so crazy bastardized right now because they're by force they are pushing the costs up. Jobs are well, and then the the thing that won't be spoke they crash the economy on purpose so that you would have this people leaving that were going to leave anyway, probably the. The, the amount of bodies in these companies that are doing useless shit, like that I talked about at the very beginning, that are that exist to serve the man data, like it's really what they do. A lot of the people in the middle, or exist right to service the machines in the factory. There's guys walking around doing preventive maintenance all the time and checklists and and checks and checks and checks. But now there's just sensors on everything. One laptop's monitoring what the ten guys walking around were doing. So yeah, it uh, there's so many less jobs right now in that kind of thing. So think about where you want to position yourself. Maybe make handmade things or one-off things or things that can't be built. Mass market, or don't need to be built mass market. I've seen a bunch of people setting up uh, printer factories in their garages to make, you know, when someone needs custom parts, but they only need ten of them. Stuff like that, stuff that you can uh, price to value, where the market's not so. And once you have the giant, giant, giant companies that have been just tuned for streamlining operations, I mean, that's what everybody has gotten super good at. Fucking checklist, suck ass. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know, it's a grinding of a machine. Checklists get people just boom. If but then you've got a human in the machine, right? That has to walk down the row and check off the twenty-seven things that they check off every twenty minutes for eight hours. Boom. That's why you need. That's why. That's why they put in sensors, right? And then a sensor to make sure the sensor's working.、Oh. Yeah, consulting. <laughs> yeah, consulting's great,、um, but we've got yeah. So it's serving people, right? All, all we're moving to, we're moving to a goods and services market, right? As if you think about back when in seventies, when we were watching Star Trek and they would like whip out the communicators and they would like replicate shit. Man, you're getting pretty close to replicating stuff right now.、Uh, it, it, when you perceive like big factories, there aren't that many people that work in the giant factories. They're just—it's so streamlined. So, I mean, I remember going on factories of the Ford plant back in the early '80s. I mean, that was an assembly line. There was just thousands, thousands of humans everywhere. We ran 24 hours. There, that was that was just crazy. And then West Coast facilities, all the all the high tech coffee stuff that I've worked around.
out in the, in the restaurant equipment manufacturing facilities with the robotic welders. They're just, they're getting efficient. Everybody is at, at putting out products. Um, think about where you position yourself in that. It, uh, you know, I don't know. It just, ugh. Act ethically. The laws of economics cannot be avoided. So just if you feel yourself getting pinched or squeezed, think about where you're at in the economic cycle, who you're working for, what they're doing. And if you're rolling and they're throwing bonuses at you right now as the economy is collapsing, think about where the money came from. Was it because you were serving and helping other free humans? Or were you serving the war machine and the state of oppressors to control other humans by making them follow rules they made up? So, something to think about on a Monday. Ha ha ha. Oh gosh. Uh, let's see. Wednesday, I have the father of cannabinoids a guy venenzia all the way from tampa florida live on the live on the electronic stuff <coughs> raise in minimum wage is making automation worth the cost yes it there was a there's a, a turnover point where it makes it worth it right when i was running the pizza shops it was the very beginning of uh, all the printer automated you know print tickets in the back from the front and all the uh, just all that and you had to think about like the older stores fuck trying to re trying to put automation into the older stores was a pain in the ass. Every new store we built once the system existed and we were running it was a like a rounding error on the end of the rounding errors for like, oh yeah, you got to add a couple printer trade things to hold them on the walls while they're running all the other shit, the cables get run just into it. So yeah, they've had stuff on the, they've had stuff on the shelves but to redo old factories is tough because you've got to stop the line you've got to rip the stuff out you've got to write the stuff off on your books if you if you just bankrupt said company and you're a new company the next day in your new factory that's three blocks away that's all new stuff and oh by the way when you went bankrupt over here all your employees are still over there with the bankrupt company. You're the new company over here. You only have 10 employees to run your 100,000 square foot warehouse. Over here, this side, hmm, you might have 1,000 employees. So, yeah, watch for a lot of that. Watch for a lot of strategic bankruptcies as this stuff gets deployed. They're just going to change names of companies and restart as the other thing it's hyper efficient and it, it is the way of things uh, I don't know I just you know try to buy less plastic and 
don't I, uh, progression for the sake of progressing if we can progress to use less stuff but okay so what's the good side of this all stuff is really getting cheaper in relative relative cost per the work so we should if we look at the big picture of stuff really is decreasing they're they are inflating so fast prices aren't keeping up with the kook inflation that they're throwing in there and there, it, it is reflected once because once they open the super factory the price of the thing goes down dramatically uh, you know like 70 inch giant TV for 398 dollars right that's ridiculous that thing was been eight thousand dollars five years ago if you could have even bought it uh right all the all the stuff any stuff where you make a line or make a make a make a form to make the thing once you make your first unit it's never ending drop in unit costs after that because the biggest part of doing the thing was setting up uh was setting up the the initial form uh Oh, okay, okay. Totally reminds me. I'm off on a tangent. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, minimum wage. Okay. Uh, any shorter time? Yeah, okay, okay, minimum wage, minimum wage. Uh, tax bracket, same hours, less money kept. Yeah, well, okay, when shit's getting more efficient, if you were making like literally $10 an hour a year and a half ago, and you're making $16 an hour now, that's a 60% increase in your actual pay if you don't increase your lifestyle 60% should be able to just put it straight to the bottom in every position and everything raise prices across the board that's what I talked to uh, 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 oh, the guy the guy that does fudge and stuff and he's older than me so we have sticky it's sticky sticky price theory you tend, once a price set in a market, enough brains see it, it tends to be really sticky. Uh, you can you can make them go up faster than you can make them come down. Uh, yeah, that depends too. But uh, he he's wanted he was going to add coffee into his fudge sales at the markets next year. So I was running him through the actual cost of goods for cups and lids and sugars and all the shit he wasn't going to think about. Um, but his what his sale price, right, of what he was gonna try to sell, a cup of beautiful hand roasted specialty coffee and a cookie for, like, because he doesn't go to Starbucks. <laughs> like, man, you have to reset your thoughts. <laughs> it is a, it is a new day. Oh yeah, Styro Creek Project. Okay, Styro Creek Project update. Do 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 do. Okay, we're uh, block two is kick ass is over there and fell down, but it didn't break. Um, so I broke ground on Sunday of extending the wall next to the driveway. Uh, I got a recover uh, like three feet so I could put my. I decided it's going to look like a coffee bean, uh, and you're going to walk in the one side of it like a tunnel, right? And when you get down towards the other end then it'll have an open break so that all the sound will kind of be in the semicircle 
then to get out, it will have to go out the long door tunnel, which will face into the open acreage behind the house. So that my neighbor who is not my, he's a great guy. Yeah, I, I make a lot of coffee. I, I mean, if I live next to me, I might be a little pissed off sometimes too. So, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna be able to route that hose uh, out the back into the woods. It'll be great. Um, and, okay, at the same time, so, yeah, yeah, so the, so the foam crete, we got the, we got the recipe down, the one to five, with the Portland cement, and you gotta shred them up into the tiniest, tiniest. I know they were having a big discussion over at uh, uh, Dome Creek Project uh, deal, so if you guys are watching this, uh, okay, see how small those are? Those are the individual uh, nodes of, of the foam balls. So whatever you're gonna do to shred them, you really wanna shred them down to like, the individual ball. Uh, then when you concrete them, the concrete all touches itself, right? It makes a honeycomb around the balls, which is, that's what gives it its strength, right? Like it's a honeycomb thing, um, right? I just, this one I didn't use enough Portland cement in, uh, and it's really, really thin. But the, uh, uh, yeah, so that is moving forward. So I, I started uh, I started extending the wall, um, which is the takedown of my thermal battery in the greenhouse because that has to kind of start coming apart so I can move the aquaponic stuff. Uh, so actually, it's going to be a little triangle of a project, which is perfect because I'm going to use that stuff to rebuild the wall. Then when I rebuild the thermal thing in the greenhouse, I can do it with some aesthetics in mind this time. The first one was kind of just down and dirty, uh, you know, eight by eight cinder block. I just wanted to prove a concept. This time when I rebuild the heater box in the greenhouse, I'm gonna use the nice wall block. So it's got that uh, stepped up front face, right? And it will be probably rosewood or whatever color brick that's a little more interesting than just cement gray. Um, Candace wants a jacuzzi, not a jacuzzi, uh, uh, like a Japanese soaking tub in the greenhouse. So, damn right, that's coming. That is coming. Uh, so I'm working on that. Uh, yeah, little triangle project. Use the stuff to extend the walls so I can build my styrocrete um, new roast house in. Because I have a feeling I'm going to be putting out a lot more coffee soon. Sounds like people are developing some private labels that I'm going to have to support, which is a good point to jump in. The club, if you want some of the best air-roasted micro-batch coffee on the planet, I am happy to hook you up. In addition to getting two pounds of the finest coffee on the planet per month roasted by me, you also get an invite to my spring and fall, the Squatch Fest. Uh, God, I was trying to describe it to somebody the other day. It was like, uh, it's like come out and uh, we have a half mile nature track. Uh, you can, man, we went on a mushroom hunt one night with the, uh, the, uh, uh, the flashlights that have the real white light so it makes stuff pop. I think we saw 12 different species of mushrooms like in the first 20 minutes. Um, some I'd never seen before, too. Pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, we need a good mycologist to come to Squatch Spring and come teach us. Um, 
yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like uh, you know, during the day, if you can teach something. Away, I might not. Hopefully, I'm still here. <laughs> My screen spun around. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so as part of the club. You get an invitation to the Squatch Fest. Uh, it's a camping weekend in the spring and the fall. Um, if you are, and that means the invitation is for your posse, family, however you define that. And if you can't come and you know somebody who would love to come, totally cool for you to give that away to somebody you consider family. Uh, that's why it's a club. So the deal is, uh squatch equals inspiration yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> it uh it, it uh it inspires yeah you know what it's it's a place where adults can come and relax and talk about their projects and no one's gonna think you're a kook for having a project <laughs> for one uh you know a vision a thing you're doing uh, right and uh, it's fun to come and talk to other people that do things because they will probably have another way uh, and people that do things love to teach what they do uh, I got um, last Squatch Fest we gave out compasses I'm going to bring a whole box of those. If anybody wants me to teach an orienteering class with like real maps and how to move around by triangulation and such, whew, I'm on it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Squatch, that is Squatch Fest. So that's, that is what I think a great benefit of the membership is. Uh, yeah. And I hold a market out here. We were just discussing when we're going to have the next one. So uh, once a month, we're going to be hold like a freedom fair in the upper driveway. Anybody in the local area come sell anything you want. Uh, I'll sell coffee and we can chill in the studio if it's raining. Listen to some fish. Um, so anyway, that's the club. Two pounds a month. Right now, it's 40 bucks. I just stumbled into a Starbucks the other day and they're selling pounds of whole bean coffee right now on the shelf. I think 19 to 20 dollars so i don't know i'm matching the price of the largest retailer on the planet in the specialty category direct to your door we ship on the 15th of every month out to you uh, so yeah and the super super cool benefit is if you see this thing up behind me all the time when we get to our 100th club member all hundred people will be issued nfts they will control one hundredth of the production of the coffee company for as long as i roast coffee anybody else that wants to get coffee past that will have to buy from the hundred i take my website face down i'm out of the coffee business i am now purely a servant to the 100 you want my coffee talk to one of them uh, a couple of them are already setting up white labels to get their projects ready to roll when i shut the door that also creates a secondary market for the nft he drinks my coffee and you're like man i've had enough i went out now 
you get paid to no longer be a member of the club because I will create a waiting list of the person who wants the next NFT that might Join the club. Join the club. Uh, if you don't like coffee in any way, I also own Cannabinoid Natural Foods. Uh, I think it comes by on this spinner here every once in a while. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Cannabinoid Natural Foods also has a club. It's the same NFT program. When I get to 100, I get to 100. I'm going to shut. I am going to shut down the coffee side. Made for creators. Yes, that is exactly it. And if anybody needs Muscovy Ducks in the Western Washington area, hook up with Lions Den right there in the comments. Uh, wait, I sent you somebody the other day who is looking. Uh, they had talked about duck. I pointed them to you. So coming your way. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what, Scrambling University. I love to connect people and projects and things moving forward. So tell me what you're doing. What are you up to? Oh, worse it can happen. I will hook you up with someone that can help you or point you to an easier way. Uh, so that's uh, yeah, connections. You can find me on Telegram at Scrambling. I love float, love float at Scrambling. Uh, we're on Odyssey just so we get a copy up onto a blockchain and uh, I'm working on I've got all the audio files for the back episodes I am working on doing the podcasting host thing but I hate paying subscriptions so I heard Jack talk about a way to do this the other day with the amount of stream polls and all hey come on how are you um, so I heard him talk about a way to do that where you can use a free service to host your last current shows, right? And then put your back shows on your own website because the amount of people that go to get the way back shows is way fewer in number. And if you do, so I'm going to play around with that. Restoring a surface grinder. Nice. <laughs> I love tools of all kinds, especially ones you can make work again. You may have gotten for free. That's my favorite kind of tool. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I'm trying to keep these under an hour so I can rebroadcast them on float. Um, and I think that's uh, that's a good number. So remember, I'm going to have Guy Venenzia, the godfather of cannabinoids, on, on Wednesday. If you're feeling like getting married, I got myself ordained and we're working on Camp Suniki all the time. So rent my camp, come have a great hippie camping wedding or conservative camping wedding or whatever. Happy to get you hitched. I don't care who you are, what you look like, what you want to get married to, doesn't matter. I am a Unitarian minister. As long as you can say you own yourself, I'm down on helping you out. All right. Coming to the end of the hour. Bong tokes around. Mark Coffee. And Anthony, I'm getting on your book as soon as I hit the end. And we'll see. Maybe I'll get out a couple of three chapters today. Of one for sure. I'm committing to one. 
got to take the first step. And today is the day. Woo. All right. Go get it. Stay warm out there, Brian. Thanks for tuning in, Wade. Kabonk. I'll see you guys. Well, either you're shaking your head or you're saying, hmm, I think I might have just learned something. Well, if you're the latter rather than the former, <laughs> help scrambling out. Those bongs are not going to pack themselves. Let's keep him in the weed he is accustomed to smoking. The best way to do that is to buy coffee. Foodforestfarms.com. Foodforestfarms.com. Just go buy great specialty roasted coffee. That's why the website exists. Make it super easy for you. Now, if you want coffee on the monthly at the absolute rock bottom price, there's a little button below that says, join the club. Well, get on in there and join the club. Now, if you got a little something or something and you need some cannabinoid products to maybe do something or nothing, Cannabinoid Natural Foods is here to help you out. We have the best and yummiest treats and body products with USDA certified organic hemp derived CBD and CBG products. Just go over to cannabinoidnaturalfoods.com and place an order. And hey, if you want some of those products on the monthly and the absolute breast price, join the club. The button's right below it. If you do join either of those clubs, you also get free tickets to Squatch Fest in May and October. That's our weekend camping and music festival. You get half off to any live workshops at the homestead. And you get a free booth if you vend at our maker's market. As well as any premium content I put out, you'll always get for free. And you have access to me for mentorship for any small business or entrepreneurial endeavors. Foodforestfarms.com. Go there today. Get finest specialty coffee on the planet, roasted by me, for you. Enjoy. Thank you for supporting all the hard work. I love making these episodes for you. Have a fantastic day.